Hey everybody, and welcome to this week of the Catholic Heart Podcast. This week we will be getting into the joys of fasting. But before we begin, let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed be the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, as I said before prayer, this week is the joys of fasting, as we are in Lent. And so let us begin. This week's reading is from the Catholic Gentleman. So, fasting gives birth to prophets and strengthens the powerful. Fasting makes lawgivers wise. Fasting is a good safeguard for the soul, a steadfast companion for the body, a weapon for the villain, and a gymnasium for athletes. Fasting repels temptations, anoints unto piety. It is the comrade of watchfulness. In war, it fights bravery. In peace, it teaches stillness. St. Basil the Great. Are you struggling with sin? I mean, a sin that you just can't get rid of. A sin that keeps you in a constant state of guilt and despair. You've prayed. You've frequented the sacraments. But you just can't seem to break its hold. We've all been there at one point or another. And such struggles are part and parcel of the spiritual life. But it doesn't have to be that way. Fasting is a great, very powerful, but much neglected weapon in the spiritual arsenal. If you want to energize your spiritual life, if you want to slay a sin that you have been in bondage, if you want to grow in union with God, take up the holy weapon of fasting. For as Jesus said, there are some demons that cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and fasting. Let's examine this powerful weapon and its use in the spiritual life. Now what's the point? From the earliest days, the church has taught the need for asceticism in the life of every Christian. That's right, asceticism is not just for monks and priests, but for laymen too. But what do I mean by asceticism? For our purposes, asceticism can be loosely defined as self-denial with the ultimate goal of self-control. And this self-denial most often takes the form of, you guessed it, fasting. Asceticism is necessary for everyone because of our passions. Intense, fiery desires. Experience teaches us that we are often led by those desires in a way we can barely control. St. Paul tells us that the impulses of nature and the impulses of the spirit are at war with one another. This war is so intense that our passions often lead us to do things we don't want to do. And we find ourselves saying, my own actions bewilder me. What I do is not what I wish to do, but something which I hate. Keep in mind that the passions of our flesh are not necessarily wrong, but because of our fallen nature, they are out of control and they want to dominate us. Left unchecked, our passions will lead us to soul-destroying behavior like gluttony, hatred, disordered sexual acts, or actions of all kinds. Eventually, their domination will lead us to hell. The sinful passions yield increase only to death, explains St. Paul. Faced with the reality of the passions, it can easily be 
Faced with the reality of the passions, it can be easy to become discouraged and think we can never overcome them. We cry, pitiable creature that I am, who is it to free me from a nature thus doomed to death? Fortunately, that's not the end of the story, and we are not left as helpless slaves to the incipients. The spiritual principle of life has set me free in Jesus Christ from the principle of sin and death. Through the grace of God and the walking in the new life purchased by us, by Jesus Christ, we can overcome and subdue our passions. We can live as children of God, free from the law of sin that leads us to death. So how do we find this freedom, practically speaking? Again, St. Paul explains, nature has no longer any claim upon us, that we should live a life of nature. If you live, if you live a life of nature, you are marked out for death. If you mortify the ways of nature through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will have life. Those who belong to Christ have crucified nature with all its passions all its impulses. I buffet my own body and make it my slave. I buffet my own body and make it my slave. In other words, we find freedom from the passions by mortifying them, putting them to death, through the practice of grace, empowering, empowered asceticism, specifically fasting. Fasting helps us tame the wild stallion in our flesh and bring it under the bridle of self-control. In his apostolic constitution on penance, Pope Paul VI explains this point clearly. This exercise of bodily mortification, far removed by any form of stoicism, does not imply a condemnation of the flesh which sons of God design to deign to assume. On the contrary, mortification aims at the liberation of man, who often finds himself, because of conceptions, almost chained by his own senses. Though corporal fasting, man, through corporal fasting, man regains strength and the wound inflicted on the dignity of our own nature by the intemperance by our nature of our nature by intemperance is cured by the medicine of a sal salutary abstinence how how to even fast right so now we've discussed the purpose of fasting now let's look at how to build fasting in our daily lives. First, you gotta start with the basics, right? The first step in fasting is obeying the law of the church. Fasting on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, abstaining on meats on Fridays, and observing the Eucharistic fast, right? So that's not eating or drinking one hour before communion with the medical things, of course, like taking pills and water, whatever it may be, right? 
Regarding abstaining from meat on Friday, it's true that it's technically not required in the U.S., but some sort of food-based penance or sacrifices is still required. But instead of trying to invent some new penance, why not just stick with what Catholics have always done, abstaining from meat on Fridays? There's a good reason for it. Men fasting two days a year and abstaining from meat on Friday is, ex is incredibly easy. The old days, fasting was required every white day in Lent, and there was once even a time when the fasting required abstinence of all dairy products. There were a ton of other fasts and days of abstinence throughout the liturgical year as well. I would say that it would be easier than any other time in Catholic history. So let's start with the basics and obey the law of the church without grumbling or complaining. Adding more. So as Catholic men and women, we should never be satisfied with the bare minimum. We should seek to constantly pursue a deep conversion. St. Francis de Sales gives us some good advice in this regard. If you are able to fast, and you, you will do well to observe some days beyond what are ordered by the church. For besides the ordinary effect of fasting, raising the mind, subduing the flesh, confirming goodness, and obtaining a heavenly reward, it is also a great matter to be able to control greediness and to keep the sensual appetites and the whole body subject of the law of the spirit. And although we may be able to do a little, the enemy nevertheless stands more in awe of those whom he knows can fast. Accordingly, once you've begun to follow the law of the church, build on that foundation to include fasting in other ways. Here's some ideas. Skip a meal extra a week, right? It's like breakfast or lunch, in addition to Fridays. Wednesdays are the traditional day of fasting, so that might be a good day to start with. Deny yourself desserts on set days. Most of us eat way too much sugar anyways. I fall like victim to that all the time. Skip salt on your food. Instead of putting salt on your food, go without. Enjoy the natural flavor. Alright, it's always good to have a little natural. Fast from soda. It's bad for you. Skip the beer and alcoholic drinks when you're going out to eat. Get water instead. Give it up to the Lord. Don't eat between meals. It might sound easy, but try it. You'll find it quite hard since most of us snack frequently, and you don't even realize it. Include things besides feel, like fast from technology one day a week. Fast one main meal or two with, with, with two small snacks once a day, once a week. Fast one main meal and two small snacks one day a week. And then lastly, drink only water. Right? Now this isn't saying don't eat, but you only drink water in replace of any other beverage. Now, you don't have to fast from all these things at the same time, and all the time. It is best to choose certain days for fasting, like the Wednesdays or Fridays mentioned. Doing so helps keep our fasting constant. Fast from sin. Bodily fasting is meaningless unless it's joined with a spiritual fast from sin. St. Basile gives us the following exoneration. 
statement regarding fasting. Let us fast an acceptable and very pleasing fast to the Lord. True fast is the estrangement from evil, temperance of tongue, abstinence from anger, separation from desire, slander, falsehood, and perjury. Privation of these things is true fasting. Pray. Fasting is not simply a matter of will and power. Grace is absolutely necessary. While fasting energizes prayer, prayer energizes fasting. Both are weak without the other. As you fast to conquer your passions, pray constantly for the grace of God to flood your soul. Beg for the virtues in which you need to mature, and ask for the strength in the spiritual weather spiritual warfare. Beware of pride. With any kind of self-discipline, penance, or fasting comes a temptation to pride. We face the danger of believing that we are superior to others because we fast, or thinking that fasting is an end in itself. But fasting itself is never the goal, nor does it make us perfect or more spiritual than others. Rather, fasting is an aid, a training tool, in our, in our ascent towards perfection, which is found in pure, self-giving love to God and neighbor. Be on your guard when you begin to mortify your body by abstinence and fasting, says Saint, says Saint Jerome, lest you imagine yourself to be perfect and a saint. Your perfection does not consist in this virtue. It is only a help a disposition, a means through a fitting one, for the adamant of true perfection, for the attainment of true perfection. Now in conclusion, if we neglect flat, if we neglect fasting, our spiritual life will always be mediocre. We will be weak in combat against our passions, and we will easily succumb to temptation and we will never truly overcome our inherent selfishness and self-indulgence. As men, we desire as man, we des as man, our desire should be to strengthen ourselves and be the best that we can be. We should train ourselves to be strong in the spiritual warfare so we can resist temptations of the evil one. There is no better way to begin the spiritual training than through the practice of fasting. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Catholic Heart. And now we want to pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed be the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. 